Okay, sound check. Sound check. One, two, three. Sound check. Okay, sound check. One, two, three. Okay, I'm testing my uh, network and sounds. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Uh, testing. Okay. Testing. Looks like it's okay. Hi, Mom. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hi, Kat. Hi, everyone. Okay, can you hear me? Clearly, I can hear you perfectly. Can you invite okay. uh, me or someone else to be a co-speaker? Okay, uh, I invited to you, you to be co-host. Okay, co-host. Yeah. yeah, check check it out. Check it out. I'll check it. Okay, I need Gman uh, Twitter. G-Man, let me look for G-Man. I don't know if they would be using uh, their main account or they, their personal. They will, they will use their main account and I just confirmed with them. So. Okay. Okay, so NFT Century, right? All right. Okay, can you share the link uh, in the group chat with NFT Sentry? Okay, yes, Rekvos is here, okay. Uh, hello there, mate. Hello. Oh. Hi. Um. Sure. Okay. Okay. This is breakfast, right? Yeah, uh, can my, I know your name? Is my voice okay? Yeah, yeah. I can hear you. Okay. We're free agent, right? Is that you, mate? Can you hear me? Hello. Oh no, I, I lost you there. I think mm. we Check. can hear from. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wallet guard is also here. Okay. 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 Hello. Hello there, wallet guard team. Hello there, Reckless team. Uh, and NFT Sentry is also here. All right, we are doing sound check. 
and uh, we. Hello, guys. Hello. Did you hear me? Okay, I just muted uh, uh, Dogazine here. If you need to speak up, please uh, type in the chat. Okay, Wallet Guard team, uh, can you speak up? Uh, sound check. Yeah. One, two, three. Yep. Can you hear me? Yeah, perfectly. Uh, loud and clear. Nice. Uh, Redverse team, uh, Web3 agent, are you there? Yep. Okay, Pretty loud good. and clear. Right? Real nice. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> uh, we joined uh, Space with Wallet Guard. Uh, Last week, I think, yeah. But the connection was quite bad, so we, we don't want the same thing to happen again. <laughs> Hopefully, the, no hackers will be hanging us today <laughs> <laughs> during the space. <laughs> okay, and I, I just saw NFT Sentry team, but they got disconnected again. So, so yeah, just, just them left. All right. Uh, Kat, can you share uh, the Twitter space again in our Discord? Of course, I'll do it. All right. Uh, yeah, should we start warming up? Uh, we still have like five minutes left. Okay, here's Hyper too. Hyper, uh, I have invited you to speak. Hyper, can you come up here? Hyper, can you hear me? Hyper? Hello. Oh, NFT Sentry is also here again. Okay, I invited both Hyper and NFT Sentries for, uh, yeah, as speaker. Okay, let's uh warm up a bit, right? Today we're gonna talk about security in the NFT space, right? We are hopefully you guys are also sharing this space in your Discord and on your Twitter, right? And we are also we'll be also doing the same thing in our Discord and Twitter. So hopefully more people will join in. All right. Uh, okay. Can uh, we? Uh, okay. So today the purpose of this uh, Twitter space is to talk about uh, the rampant uh, hacking incidents recently, and how to protect yourself from these uh, type of scams and hackers. Within the space, so hopefully, uh, you guys will share with your friends and your communities. Okay, can, uh, today we're gonna have uh, Wallet Guard team, right? They develop a really good uh, extension so far, right? And also Request team, uh, they have a uh, also an extension, right, to identify rock pool. Uh, collections right from within the space and i believe it's, it's the also a community source and also uh they have some algorithm to reflect some uh bad collection on OpenSea, right and last lastly we have an nft sentry team <laughs> which i'm trying to invite to speak uh, guys i invite you guys to speak uh, i don't know if you got it or you can um you know, request to be a speaker, and I, then I can approve it. NFT Sentry has developed a really good bot uh, for the Discord servers. I think they have um, they have around uh, 20 uh, Discord servers now. I mean, they, they have been protecting uh, 20 clients up until now, right? And they just launched, right? So hopefully we can, you know, we have 
really good teams in the space within the space who work on security issues, and hopefully we can have some good methods and inputs on how to avoid scams and uh, hackers within the NFT space. And also we have uh, my co-host and co-speaker Hyper from uh, the Trust Sniper team. Hyper, can you speak up? Uh, hi guys, very glad to be here. <laughs> okay. Thank you, May. Okay. All right, let's uh, start off with a little bit of introduction, All right? Uh, Wallet Gorting, uh, can you introduce yourself a little bit? Maybe your background and what you're doing right now? Yeah, um, so my name is Ohm. Um, I'm one of the co-founders of Wallet Guard. My background's in cybersecurity consulting. Uh, I've been doing that for about three years. Um, what we're building at Wallet Guard is a Chrome extension to combat phishing attacks as well as uh, in the future, like reporting scammers on Twitter uh, via some like MetaMask signatures and all that good stuff. So uh, stay tuned for more. Okay, thank you, Wardguard team. Thank you, Om. Uh, next is Reckless, right? I know, uh, I believe I call you a free agent all the time, but can I know your name, a little bit about your background, your team, and what, and your, a little bit about the product that Reckless team is developing? Yeah, hi guys. Um, so as Rectors, uh, we're building eco an ecosystem that is designed to protect people from getting wrecked. Uh, that includes anti-scammer tools uh, that protect people automatically when they're browsing Twitter, which we are doing with a Chrome extension. And uh, what's coming up um, is that uh, we're going to launch an NFT project um, that is focused on educating people and giving them the insights from the OGs in the market that will help them to be protected uh, in scenarios such as uh, what we are seeing the last uh, last few days. A lot of people are getting wrecked. And uh, this is what we are focused on to basically protect the newbies that are coming in the industry uh, from getting wrecked. Okay, uh, thank you, mate. Yeah, sorry. Uh, looks like uh, NFT Sentry has some problems with their account, so I invited their uh, core team member, Gmat, from NFT Sentry. Uh, Gmat, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I keep inviting uh, NFT Sentry account, but uh, I think it didn't go through. Yeah, so you can start from this account. Sure. All right. Um, yeah, uh, so I'm representing NFT Sentry. I think we've been around for about three, two to three months now. Um, personally, I'm, uh, I've got a background in primarily Web2 for the last about almost 15 years. Uh, I've been working at, primarily at Amazon for the last eight, nine years, um, although the last um, nine months has been uh, dedicated to the Web3 space and NFTs in particular. Um, we spotted an opportunity to we, we spot an opportunity where uh, we could help protect our communities better. And that's, I guess, uh, how the genesis for um, NFT Sentry at a very base level. Right. Thank you, mate. All right. Uh, and uh, I'm really glad for you guys in taking your time joining this space. Hopefully, we can educate more users to avoid uh, common NFT scams or common NFT, uh, NFT hackers or hacking methods in within the space. So yeah, uh, that's uh, the main purpose of the today's space. So hopefully, our listener uh, can share with their communities and their friends so more people 
can uh, you know join in and uh, educate themselves from this space. Right. So let's start. Right. Okay. Let's first go through a uh, the responsibility of uh, projects uh, within the space. Right. Uh, so we have seen a lot of uh, scams recently within the space. Like uh, I think a few weeks ago, uh, basically other deeds at Discord got hacked. Right. Uh, and I think a lot of damage was. Uh, uh, incurred, I think uh, a few hundred thousand of dollars, right? Uh, can anybody input me more a bit on this one, Hyper? Uh, can you input me more and or Wallet Guard team? Yeah, if you want to speak up. Yeah, um, so the hack occurred. Um, they basically fished their collab manager. Um, and once their collab manager was fished, they were posting fake minting links as usual. Um, and the cool thing is our extension, uh, if you had it downloaded at the time, would have actually blocked you from clicking that link. So, um, But yeah, the link was like Yuga Labs NFT dash claim or something like that. Um, so yeah, that, that's what happened. It was a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of assets stolen. Um, and this is quite a frequent event. I mean, this is probably what the third or fourth time that Board API Club has been hacked in the past two months. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the same method, which we also got hacked uh, just uh, one week before uh, other deeds of uh, Discord server. And a lot of uh, other Discords as well got hit by the same method. And they start spreading malicious links around. So uh, people who believe in those uh, freedmen's or smeltmen's got scammed and joined uh, with the highest uh, value. Uh, NFTs or, or the whole wallets, right? Uh, there's uh, different types of uh, attack methods, I think. Yeah. So Hyper is <laughs> can provide first-hand experience as he was one, the one who got hacked, right? Hyper, can you, you know, uh, brief a little bit out on how you got hacked? I think it's, it's the same guy who hit uh, other deeds, right? Yeah, so uh, basically... Um... They used the mentor like afterward. Uh, I I found that it's called you know social engineering. So basically, they just approached the collab manager, and they asked me to you know join one of the Discord and asked me to verify it. And I was like so tired, you know, to check the domain of the you know of the capture verification and stuff like that. So yeah, and and they got my you know. You know, locking token, and yeah, so they just uh, that's how it happened. And I believe that um, they use the same method for different community as well, like other deeds and tasty, and yeah, and all of the recent hacks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the things I'm realizing is, I mean, right. So, um, so I, I guess the two vectors that we typically see is. Yeah, yeah, like uh, uh, an elevated account, a moderator admin account kind of compromise the social engineering. And off late, I think we've also been seeing um, trusted bots, right? Like your ticket tool, your giveaway boat. Um, bots that we give admin permissions to and we come to trust a lot. Um, they also seem to be compromised. And a pattern there is again related to social engineering of employees of those um, Discord bots and accounts. So at the root of it, I think yeah, social engineering is really the uh, primary way in which most of these hacks seem to have happened. 
Yes, I, I agree. Right. Uh, they, uh, they have been rampant for a while. I think it, it started from, from last year, right? It is not even new anymore. But still, a lot of uh, people fell for these type of uh, scams because they keep, um, you know, changing their methods, like hitting the collab manager or sometimes, you know, uh, using uh, the bookmark method. Anybody know about the bookmark method? Right, because uh, recently I got approached by uh, a guy who claimed to be uh, from the Garbage Friend uh, collab uh, project, and he claimed to be the uh, collab manager. And he hit me up, you know, very enthusiastic, you know, giving uh, me a link to their Discord. Right. Uh, assumably, uh, it's a really you know well established Discord, but it actually is is not the real garbage friend Discord, right? And they asked me to verify and bookmark to get into the Discord server. I think this this uh bookmark thing started from January or like December last year, right? And and it just uh came back to me. Yeah, it's been around since I want to say around like February, um, somewhere around there, but. Basically, the bookmark, uh, if you get anybody trying to get you to bookmark something, just assume it's malicious because what they're trying to yeah. do is they utilize bookmarklets. They actually execute JavaScript on click um, and that will steal your Java or your uh, token. Um, another thing I wanted to mention too, Hyper, to what you had said before, um, being a collab manager and the amount of interactions that you have to do, I would recommend you create like a cold, uh, cold Discord account that you have your admin permissions on for uh, specifically Trade Sniper, and then use another account that you actually manage all the collaborations with, and then only when you have to post something in Trade Sniper do you use that other account. Because um, even if they compromise your account that you're using um, that doesn't have admin permissions, then there's nothing really to worry about because you would have user-level perms, um, so it wouldn't be anything to worry about. Yeah, I think that's a great idea, too. And Yeah, so after the, after the, yeah, so after the incident, uh, one of our you know, security auditor, uh, he actually created the um, you know, co-admin account, and yeah, thank, thank you. So yeah, uh, but to add up on this, uh, I just want to let the community know that never keep your guard down because the method of scamming just changes on over the time. And I believe that a lot of, lot of people are going to fall for their method. Yeah, and another thing that these uh, attackers do is they go after people that not necessarily, like they specifically target like collab managers and like head moderators. Um, I've even seen them transition to start targeting artists as well. Um, they typically go for people who don't always have like the technical background. Um, cause like a lot of people don't know, but discord tokens are actually stored in plain text, which is quite scary. Um, so they're pretty easy to get a hold of with some simple JavaScript. If someone gets you to execute it. Um, and then outside of that, like you said, uh, discord cold admin accounts, these are essential. Every discord server should be employing these. Um, this is primarily to protect yourself, right? Um, you never know, uh, what could go down. So you always need a cold admin account, not only just for like your admin purposes, but you should have like a cold admin account that owns the discord server as well. Like if you make a brand new account for the trade sniper and you transfer ownership to it as a cold admin, um, that account, uh, will have permissions overseeing everybody else and every bot or anything on the server, 
Um, and another thing that people do is they often just give administrative permissions to all their bots. That That is not what you should be doing. You should really, really avoid giving administrator and really see and hone down the permissions that you actually need to give. Um, and then also be very weary about giving away the managed webhooks permissions. That's that's pretty pretty dangerous. Yeah, thank you for your input, uh, Wallet Guard team. Uh, Redverse team, yeah, you, you can speak up. Yeah, uh, I, I invited you again as a speaker. Yeah, I just got disconnected there. Um, I think that's a great input from Wallet Guard. And uh, what I would suggest um, in terms of protect, protecting the Discord is to have like one admin that always shares to the announcement channels. Like, I guess that's where most of the um, scams happen when they share something in the announcement channel. So my suggestion would be to have one account that shares all those announcements. And then if the collab manager or anybody else in the team is going to share something, uh, it always has to go through that person who has the admin account. This way, uh, you reduce the you reduce the point of risk to just one account, and then um, even if they got compromised, they cannot do anything because they all the announcement announcements have to go through one account. Yes, uh, yeah, um, you know, <laughs> if you haven't been there, and then you you could get yeah you know, easily, uh, you know, underestimate the hackers or how. Uh, you uh, didn't research the, the methods for the security. We, we even hire uh, a security uh, auditor, which is uh, Ryan Cat. He's quite well known in freelancers Discord. But even with all of those, like we have a well, weak setup in our Discord as well, but we forgot about the permission that uh, you know our collab manager and also our uh, you know our community manager had. So yeah, once the hyper account got compromised, then uh, everything went downhill from there. Yeah, and we even changed password quite uh, frequently, which which I think uh, could refresh the token ID, the Discord token ID. Is that correct? If you change your That's password, correct, yeah. yeah. So like uh, we we change it every week, we change it every week, but we still got hit. Yeah, just one instant and we got hit. Quite bad, yeah. Despite some, you know, uh, methods that we already set up, and yeah, I, I, I have to say, yeah, uh, uh, if you haven't been there, then uh, you, you don't know uh, how to protect yourself uh, within the space because there, there, there's some scam method. There's some things that you must have been through to, you know, you have, have to experience it, and then you know you get through it and set up certain parameters, you know, security methods. So yeah. Um, I, I don't blame Hyper for this, but uh, I also blame uh, myself. But, uh, you know, we, we got hit. But like I said, uh, with Wallet Guard last week, uh, only around 20 people got scammed because I think uh, the users in our Discord right, are quite experienced in the NFT space. So they didn't click the link at all. So I think the main thing is also to educate your users, your communities to avoid these type of scams. So I would like to, to you know, go back because we go, went quite far into like the Discord servers, met, uh, security methods and, and, you know, for collection owners or, or uh, you know, not for your frequent new users in the space. So I would like to roll back a bit and, you know, maybe you guys have some basic tips for NFT beginners within the space. 
Yeah, I actually wrote up a thread yesterday. Um, I have a few, like, we, we do a lot of educational threads uh, about, like, security and uh, just personal security even in Web3. But uh, the one that we wrote up yesterday was just about um, airdrops and also talking about the OpenSea hidden folder. Um, so I think this is a common question that I get a lot because I, I, ru I run a lot of spaces and I'm also joining a lot of spaces. And a common question that comes up is like, hey, I got an airdrop NFT. It's in my main wallet. What do I do? Um, so I always tell people, you know, you should click the three dots, click the hide button and just never interact with it because there's no point. And when I mean interact, I mean buy, sell, transfer or even on the polygon ones, they have like something that says view or reveal hidden content. Um, any of those interactions are direct interactions with a potentially malicious smart contract, which could lead to draining your wallet. So um, it's best if something goes to your hidden folder that you just leave it there and you don't even interact with it. Just leave it hidden. And if you get some random airdrop to your main wallet that didn't get filtered out by OpenSea, because the hidden folder on OpenSea is actually a UI feature. It's only specific to OpenSea, so like all those random airdropped NFTs will still appear in your Ether scan. Um, so in that case, you just want to make sure that you're hiding them from your OpenSea profile if that's your primary uh, NFT marketplace, um, and just avoid interacting with them at all costs. Um, but if you have any questions about that, or if we want to dive any bit deeper into that, um, feel free to check out the thread I pinned up top. But or you can just ask me some questions. Uh, by the way, I had a question uh, as an extension of that. I think last week uh, I had I got one of these airdrops. Um, my obvious reaction is to not touch it. Uh, but interestingly, there was a one ETH um, wrapped ether offer on it, um, and that got me pretty tempted. Uh, you know, just to go and see if I can accept that bid or not. But eventually, I did not. Uh, but I suspect even if I tried to accept that bid, it probably wouldn't have gone through. Uh, do, you, do you know a little more bit more about that, Walikar? Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're absolutely right. It wouldn't have gone through. Um, normally in the smart contracts, like another dead giveaway that a contract's malicious is when they try to obfuscate their code, um, even though it's not really obfuscated. Like if you go to the contract code, it'll be in like uh, zeros and ones um, because they've tried to obfuscate it. Obfuscate means like hide. Um, but yeah, if you would have tried to accept it, it wouldn't have gone through and it would have probably have like prompted you for like, uh, <clears throat> like an approval um, and it would probably like drain your wallet. Uh, that's most cases of what I've heard. Um, so yeah, just if it's too good to be true, it probably is. So uh, just avoid it. Nobody, nobody is as lucky and wins these one ETH giveaways and like gets randomly airdrop shit. Um, you should only be accepting things like that when you're expecting it and you know it's from an official collection. Um, another thing you can even do is I don't recommend this uh, for people who aren't like really advanced with Etherscan or even know much about it, but you could click on the NFT, go to the contract address, see if it's like a verified contract, see what collection it comes from, um, see what the owner of the contract does with his wallet if he's scamming other people, see what other people's interactions with the same contract are. Um, and a lot of times these scammers are really lazy and what they'll do is like they'll send you that one that one nft with the one eth offer but there'll be like 200 people that own the same item so any one of those 200 people can accept that offer and that's kind of also a dead giveaway that you know this is probably a scam though mo a majority of collections don't have like the same th item that's owned by 200 people unless it's like a utility pass 
Right. Thank you guys for your input. Uh, also, Rekverse, uh, do you guys have any more, you know, uh, useful tips for NFT newbies out there? So what I would suggest is to begin with uh, is to realize that there are people in this industry, unfortunately, that are scamming people out of their money for a living. So I think like the main point is to understand how serious this is. And these people have made this a profession to scam you. And uh, once you see something uh, that excites you, uh, that's that's where you should take a second to think uh, of of uh, of this offer or some mint or a giveaway airdrop that they're that they're uh, that they're showing to you. If it gets you excited, if you suddenly think like, "Oh wow, I'm gonna win this giveaway, free NFT, nice!" As soon as you have that feeling, you should realize that 99% chance that's a scam. So. I think the most important part for newbies to get protected is to uh, is to understand that that this industry is filled with bad actors uh, trying to scam them. Other than that, uh, there is like the technical side of crypto. Uh, if if uh, you know if you're someone that um, doesn't know much about like the technical side of crypto, how the wallets work cryptography and this is most of the newbies that are coming into crypto um what they should like one thing one quick tip that i can give is to look for whenever you are uh whenever you're making a transaction on metamask always look on the page like the last page where you sign the transaction uh see if you can see the word see the words set approve for all if it says set approve for all, that's the that's the dangerous transaction for you. Uh, unless you're interacting with a with a huge website that everybody uses, such as OpenSea or Uniswap. If it says set approval for all, that's most most likely a scam, and you will see this text when you're signing the transaction on MetaMask. You will see if it's just a simple transaction, or if it says set approve for all. So for me, that's a quick tip to identify um, scammers. But like I said, uh, the easiest way to avoid scams is to always question things. And, uh, and you know, if it gets you excited, it's probably a scam. Yeah, I'll just extend a little bit on that. Uh, yeah, so there's this whole sense of FOMO that comes, right? Um, the moment that that FOMO really kicks in hard, it probably means you need to triple check everything. The other thing is whenever you get unsolicited inbound interest from anybody outside um, that sounds like again another red flag that I that's when my guard goes up uh, so the typical times that you at least you know the typical sense of when you let go let, let your guard down is when either you're in a state of FOMO or uh, somebody has gained your trust right so then you let your guard down and then you know you pretty much uh, you can on a path to getting potentially scammed so that's the second flag that I would also look out for yeah, you know, nobody's going to offer you free money. Nobody's going to give you a free mint. Why would they do that? You know, think about that. Why would somebody gift you something that is worth $1,000? So anything anything that is uh, exciting and creates FOMO, like you say, is 99% uh, a scam.
Yes, I agree. And、uh, I think there's a saying in the space.、Uh, I think it's also applied to crypto as well.、Uh, it like remove your emotion from、uh, when you you are you know、uh, flipping or or doing minting. You know,、uh, you get affected. Yeah, like like you said, when yeah, the FOMO kicks in, yeah, nothing will、uh, you know,、uh, nothing will goes in between. <laughs> And you will click on the link, and you get scammed. Yeah, that's it. So remove your emotion. I think、uh, or control your emotion when you're dealing with NFTs or crypto, because there are a lot of scams in the Web3 space. And like you said,、uh, people made it a profession. I, I really like that thing because yeah, these people have been scamming people for like、uh, I think、uh, since what、uh, a long time ago. I think、uh, ever since the NFT space started, right? So yeah, let's let's move on a bit、uh, about、uh, another topic which I would like to talk about.、Um, instead of beginners, we go through we went through beginner tips how how to avoid these hackers and scammers. Common types of I think common types of scam which we have also covered like the bookmark method or the、uh, fake announcement stealth mint. Or like fake mint insights,、uh, those are the common scams uh, which uh, users should be aware of. And、um, I would like to、uh, shoot it up a little bit further about security methods,、uh, um, about also the hackers' uh, mentality uh, on、um, you know they target not only users but also collab manager and also、uh, Discord server. Uh, collection owners, right? Everyone is the target, so、uh, don't think that you can be safe,、uh, even if you're just a normal user or you、uh, already set up a, you know, a call Discord、uh, account or a Discord account. I think、um, they come up with new methods of、uh, hacking or scamming every day, right? You guys know of the recent、uh, loading picture method, right? Anybody know of that method? Yeah. So the loading picture method is,、uh, it's funny、um, because what people do is essentially they'll click on it and click open original, and that open original takes them to a phishing website、um, where they just harvest Discord credentials. So it's not really like anything too complex. It's just a standard phishing、uh, email、uh, or I guess link. So like they'll click. If you've ever clicked on an image on Discord and then clicked open original, you know what I'm talking about. How it takes you to that Discord website that shows you the media.、Um, in this case, it'll do the same thing except take you to a fake login page, and then harvest your credentials. So, are they like redirecting the re- link of the image to another link then? Uh, basically, they just have that like a loading picture image、um, that's linked to their website, and then that's what they're referencing when they send it. I see. It's not a redirect. It's just on. It's always been directly to their website. Yeah, that's that's correct. I think I have seen that before as a collab manager and community manager as well. I think I I've seen most of the scams, <laughs> but、uh, luckily I I I never got scammed. Before, but、right? luckily, yeah,、uh, and I think there's another one with the capture bot, right?、Uh, I think Chiman、uh, knows more about the bot.、Uh, I mean, like the verif verification bots, where it asks you to verify, but actually it leads you to a fake Discord verification、uh, site, and then you have to scan the QR code, right? Yeah, is that correct? 
quick tip before um sorry man before you get into that there's a quick tip on discord if you know that there's an official bot on a server say like you created your own server and you have the official collab land bot or the official bots that you added you can actually click on their user profile and there's a little note section under their user profile and if you just type in like real bot and then go to a different server and then click on their collab land bot you'll see that same note appear um, and that apl applies for users, that applies for bots, that applies for everything. So um, that way you can kind of um, know that you're interacting with a real bot if you've um, identified it's a real bot in the past and uh, put that note there. Um, so just a little helpful tip for everybody. Yeah, uh, right. Thank you, eh? Uh and yeah, I, I absolutely. And the way I typically apply that is whenever I encounter, uh, as I said, an unsolicited ping, right? Uh, that's when I just go ahead and you know, add that note. Uh, it's super helpful uh, whenever you're in doubt to go back and check. Um, in terms of, uh, you know, uh, the Discord, the capture bot hack, uh, so it's essentially, again, it ties back to some form of social engineering where on some pretext, uh, they reach out to a mod or an admin um, and they get you to join their Discord, which is essentially a fake Discord. Um, and their Discord will look fairly legit. Uh, it looks legit because of the number of users that it might have. Because when you click on a link, when they share the link with you, uh, you could, you know, you would probably see 50,000 users. All of them have been pretty much bought, right? And um, on top of it, you know, you enter it, it looks very legit. Uh, a very legit looking capture bot kind of is available in front of you. You click on it and it takes you to a page that looks identical, but there would be something very subtly different about it in terms of the URL, um, right? Uh, so, and then, yeah, once you kind of go through, you pretty much give away access to your Discord token. Um, and the way I typically try to protect myself against that is, as uh, we were discussing, we probably want having that uh, note against your top bots, capture bot, wick, hash bot, or like, like you know, all the top bot P6, etc. having that note from reputed servers where it's working allows you to do a one-time quick check before you do your you know, capture verification, clicking on a link, um, paying very close attention, at least for me, because it's pretty much bread and butter for me. Um, I do pay attention to the websites themselves, capture.bot, um, or any of these other website URLs. And um, that's how you need to like, like pretty much stay on top of this. Otherwise, people can get fairly sophisticated in how they mimic uh, real you know, bots, uh, you know, bots out there. Right, yeah, uh, the bots are actually dangerous, right? And a lot of uh, servers uh, use bots. And uh, yeah, I, I think there's also the incident where the uh, ME6 and the giveaway boat bots uh, got uh, compromised. What did you guys know about uh, the, these incidents? I think I, I heard rumors, but I haven't seen them before. But we did remove the giveaway bots and also the uh, um, the uh, ME6 uh, bot for a while because of these uh, rumors. Uh, but we, we haven't seen that bit. But the other Discord claimed that they got hacked through these bots. So the ME6 bot is a whole thing I'll unpack in a second. But the giveaway bot? That one was definitely compromised. Um, I think it was like faulty code, um, and they were like something doing something with it. Um, I can't remember exactly, but it was something to do with webhooks. But um, with the Me6 bot, uh, it was actually an admin account that was fished, and uh, this was undisclosed to everybody. But 
um, the admins um, can go in, or the admins of Me6 um, can go into any server that has Me6 and update configuration live without any input from the admin who added Me6 to the server. Um, so when uh, when that hack happened, um, a lot of servers were compromised because they have ad- they have basically the admin dashboard for Me6 and are able to go to any server that has Me6 installed. That's over 1.6 million Discord servers that they could have uh, compromised um, through that phishing attack. And that's, it's scary because they don't, they didn't like, so this is why cold admin accounts are so important. So like, even if you're running a discord bot, you should have a cold admin account that you're using to work with that discord bot. Cause if you don't have a cold admin and you get fished on your account, you're compromising all those other servers too. So that's you, it's essential. It's really essential that you um, layer your security by using cold admins. Um, and it's even recommended that if, say, that you have, like, a Discord server um, and you're you're basically trying to secure it, it's recommended that your moderators, you're like, say it's a really big community. Say it's Board Ape Yacht Club, for example. If it were me and I had all that capital, I would buy, like, Chromebooks for all of my, um, all of my like, moderators, all of my admins. And I would just send them Chromebooks and just have them use Discord only for Board API Club on that on that Chromebook and not click any external links on that computer. That way, you can isolate a lot of different attacks. So there should be no reason you get fished whatsoever if you have a specific computer that you go to Discord on. And that's the only purpose you have for it. You don't click links. You're only in one server. You have your DMs off. There should be no reason whatsoever that you get fished. I mean, if, if you're bored of Yacht Club, why would you do that? You can just go and blame Discord for the hex that you get, and people will still believe you. <laughs> yeah, Discord too, man. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, but I agree. Yeah, Discord fault. Yeah, why? Discord it's a, it's a joke, man. It, it's a yeah, joke, I know. Like, I know. <laughs> whatever platform that we use to uh used to publish something the same exact thing can happen so like they're they're making a fool out of people yeah i agree and i think discord would um you know uh, i think discord should uh take security methods uh up to a notch like uh uh the other day i i I think uh, with our core team, we discussed how Discord token IDs are kind of like faulty because it can get fished really easily. So uh, I don't know, like uh, I came up with the idea like uh, why don't they like whitelist uh, or checking the IPs, like where the, the token IDs are or where the IPs are, are from. Like people using static IPs all the time, right? I think uh, most of the people, uh, I mean, Within the the team, uh, with uh, we use um, static IPs when we log into Discord, right? Or from the connection of our, from our office or our uh, uh, home. So why why would you? I don't know. I, I don't. I'm not a tech guy, but I, I came up with the idea like um, for IP verification is that possible? Like uh, if you're not not uh, connecting uh, to your Discord from that IP, then uh, you know, it asks you to verify. So that- Discord doesn't have that natively, um, where you can. I don't think they have it natively, where you can see the IP of the user um, for privacy reasons. Uh, but 
um, say you have a bot, like Capture Bot, one of those weird bots. Like, by the way, if you have a Discord bot that DMs me for capture verification, I'm not joining your server. So please don't do that, people. Um, but if you have one of those bots that tell you to go to this link and connect your account or verify your account, in theory, those people could, you know, log your IP address and keep a log of that. Um, but in general, that wouldn't even really help you um, in the server since they won't be able to access your IP in there um, or, and see what IP you're accessing from. So I think that would be a cool measure, but I don't think uh, – someone correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I don't think that's something you can do natively in Discord. Yeah, I, I also think uh, that would require uh, like some, some deep programming to be able to do that. And uh, what I want to add uh, into for, about the capture bot is, um, like, the only thing isn't that uh, the capture bot in a Discord server get hacked, gets hacked, but also, uh, I, what I've noticed, uh, something else that people do is, you know, once you join a server and then they have the capture bot to verify. Uh, I don't know if they configure it like five seconds, ten seconds after you join the server. You get a message from a fake capture bot that takes you to a website that is exactly the same uh, of of like the real capture bot that the that the Discord server would uh, link you to, and uh, like that form. Like I'm a technical person, I don't really fall for scams, but this one is like uh, I think this one would be the most dangerous because it's so easy to fall for this. You're expecting a DM from the CAPTCHA bot in the Discord server, but actually a scam CAPTCHA bot is sending you a message, like beware of that. I think uh, I think that is like a, a scam method that would, um, that would fool a lot of people. So just to plug my extension, a little bit shameless here, but um, our extension like has a CAPTCHA bot in the whitelist and the allow list and we do fuzzy logic checking. So like if you are visiting something that looks very similar to capture bot and if they're trying to make a play on words and kind of get you to click on something, our bot would identify like these fake URLs um, in these cases. So um, if you're looking for ease of mind there, you should first off just close your DMS and not even worry about it. Um, and then also, I mean, like I said before, right? Just if you have a Discord server, please don't be that person that makes your bot DM people um, and just save everyone the hassle because uh, like Rec first said, it, it can be very scary. Yeah, so um, uh, what you were mentioning, the bots that DMs people for capture verification is something like weak bot or something. Is that is that it? Oh, that's CAPTCHA bot, but Wixbot, the, the scam that goes around with Wixbot quite commonly is like they'll be like they'll reach out to you um, like a moderator or like an admin on a Discord server be like, hey, I have a business proposal. I'm starting this project um, and it's going to look like a very lucrative offer. They're going to be like, oh, I can offer you 10000 this month and then 10000 the next month or whatever. Um, and basically you go to their bot or you go to their server, you join it, and then there's a fake Wixbot in there. Um, that has like QR code val or verification, which will just steal your Discord token. Um, so you got to be really careful. Um, don't scan QR codes. Um, so it, it, that is very common for Wixbot um, to ha be like, uh, 
people will basically buy um, or hack old verified Discord bots and then like recreate the Wix bot and make it look like the Wix bot and then steal your Discord tokens that way. So you got to be really careful. And again, this is where that whole idea of putting notes in the user profile would be very helpful because each bot, each user has like a very specific Discord ID that's not that's not like your username. There's like a Discord ID, like a string of numbers. Um, so, and that's what the note is attached to. So you definitely want to take advantage of that feature of adding notes to different bots that you come across that are official. Um, yeah, that way yeah. That yourself from being scammed in the future. Yeah, I think uh, uh, NFT Sentry also had a, a bot uh, also worked the same way, right? Um, I think like uh, some people, they uh, like right, to raid the Discord server uh, and, uh, you know, those bots uh, are already in the server and you have to tell everyone to turn off your DMs, right? And, uh, you know, once they're in, it's really hard to, you know, uh, kick them out or ban them uh, traditionally. Right, but uh, I think uh, since the market has improved and uh, developed a lot, and there's a lot of uh, services and, and uh, you know uh, bots out there who can go through these tie-up rates and and you know fake bots that slip into your server. Right? Um, can I have more inputs on this? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I think. Um... The primary you know, MO there is uh, to impersonate your server in some form, either your moderators or, you know, to say you're part of, I don't know, the random character collective announcement, um, and then try to get hold of people in your server and DM them. Um, the way we kind of tackle this is by keeping a very close, because now we've now done this across almost uh, 30 servers now, so we have a good sense of the kind of typical name patterns that are matched, and then we go about, you know, automatically banning them, uh, kicking them if they don't have, if they're not verified on time. Um, if they've got the same name, then we have a, we do a manual review and take a call. If a lot of users join at the same time with the same name, with the same avatar, a uh, bunch of great protection and things like that. Uh, the mo one of the most effective, uh, most effective um, strategies that I've seen scammers use is, especially if you've got a React bot or a welcome channel, they pay very close attention to who is reacting or who is entering that welcome channel and immediately send them a DM. And um, that looks very legitimate to a normal user because you just entered the server and you probably just completed verification and you get a DM and just like, uh, uh, you know, we had somebody on the call just mention now that, you know, a DM uh, adds a lot of legitimacy. Uh, and for somebody new, it ends up, uh, you know, causing them to let down their guard. Um, so that's one that we have seen uh, play out multiple times now, and we kind of highly recommend not having a public, you know, welcome channel or a public um, auto-react, if you will. Um, and these kind of scam DMs, I think we've all gone pretty immune to it, but it tends to have an inordinate amount of impact on new users, uh, people who are relatively fresh. And they tend to kind of fall for this, which really sucks because we are all in the business of trying to get more and more people to join us and make the whole Web3 space more mainstream. All right. Thank you, Amy. Uh, uh, and yeah, right question, you, you would like to uh, say something more, right? To, more bots? Yeah, I just wanted to add something about the bots. Uh, so like th this is a recommendation for the uh, Discord admins. 
Um, like when you add a bot and you're trying to set up a specific system, uh, usually you run into the problem of like uh, permission problems that uh, you didn't give enough permission to the bot um, to do what it wants to do in a specific channel. And uh, what people do is uh, they just see this error and then they go and then they make the bot an admin and then uh, problem solved. Now the bot can do anything it wants and uh, now you set up the bot. But um, this is very risky as uh, you're going the easy way, but uh, like risking basically if the bot gets hacked, uh, they can do anything with your server. So what I would suggest to be protected from uh, any bot, you know, collab land, uh, ticket bot, giveaways, uh, what you can do is uh, create a specific role in your Discord server and uh, allow this role to access only one channel. And uh, that channel could be like the ticket channel or the uh, giveaway channel. And then uh, this bot uh, wouldn't be able to post anything uh, in the announcement channels. I think one of the most important security measures to take uh, is to make sure uh, the announcement channels are protected and uh, they're limited to um, as few people as possible uh, to be able to post there. Yeah, I just had one more thing. These bots, while they do ask for admin permissions, they don't necessarily need admin permissions for functioning on all aspects. So if there's a very specific aspect of the bot that you've brought in for, um, there's a very good chance that the bot can function with just those specific permissions. You don't need, even though they ask for admin permissions, by just giving it the very specific permissions uh, for the actions you're taking uh, that you want the bot to take, uh, the bot can still function with. Um, so trying to operate with as minimal permissions as possible for a bot is like a best practice that I recommend. And even the bots that we have built, uh, very consciously, we do not give it, you know, send messages permissions across the board. It's only for the log channels. Um, it can function with literally the only things that you wanted to do. Um, so I think we all need to get into the habit of doing that homework for every dot that we bring on board. Um, like Rekwas was saying, just, you know, tightening that is going to be very, very helpful. Right. Thank you guys for your input. Right. I would like to move on a bit uh, before we move to another advanced topic. All right. The last topic about security method and common type scams I would like to talk about is the fake collection scam, right? On OpenSea, like when, uh, in my experience, for Threat Sniper collection pass, right? Uh, we have a lifetime pass, uh, which we launched back in April, right? Before the other deeds, uh, collection launch. And uh, even before we launched, there were a lot of uh, OpenSea collection with the same name popping up, right? So these are the common fake collection type uh, scam on OpenSea where, you know, you can just submit your collections uh, with the names and the logos, but uh, are they real or not? You have to verify them and look through them. And a lot of people, uh, fell for these type of common scams, right? So I would like to, to you know, have some inputs on these uh, because I know that the World Guard also have an extension and uh, Breakfast also have an extension or are they, do they work on OpenSea or do they work on Twitter, you know, like a fake Twitter page account or like a fake OpenSea uh, collection account? Like how do they know and flag these type of collections? 
so I think uh, like uh, like the other hosts. Um, so what I was going to say is, uh, I think the combination of the tools that we are offering is great, and uh, we're we're taking a different approach to things. Um, so what our extension does is to um, to show you the scammers and the rug pulls and the bad actors in the space that are identified uh, by a large number of people, which is uh, multiple communities. So we, we are just going to launch a voting platform with the Plague NFT now. And in this voting platform, basically... Hello? Yeah, I can hear you. I think we lost him. Yeah, uh, you can hear me, right? Uh, I think Rex was lost connection there. Okay, <laughs> let's like, oh uh, yeah, Wallengard. How about your extension? Do do they do the same? I think Rex first is like a community based, or where people report and they they fetching those report uh, from the community and they flag them as rock pool projects on Twitter and OpenSea. I think. Right, and OpenSea they also have, uh, you know, when users report uh, stolen NFTs, they also have like, uh, uh, I think they they have like a line where it shows uh, it's stolen, so people would avoid, uh, you know, interacting with that uh, NFTs or those are stolen NFTs. So uh, I would like to, to know if if you know you guys are doing anything uh, sort of the same for your extension. Uh, uh, or yeah, a little bit. Um, we have like a couple of people that we're talking to, um, that do like look into rug pull data, and like that is something that we're going to be integrating or thinking about integrating, if that partnership still pans out. Um, however, um, as far as like scammed NFT collections and like bad actors and like known bad wallets, we are actually in talks with Chain Analysis. Um, just to get a quote and see um, how that data would actually work. But, uh, yeah, if we do it, we're going to be using, like, software like Chain Analysis and um, using that to track wallets and then integrate that somehow. Um, but we do have, like, an idea of, like, how to go about, like, flagging scam sites and scam uh, NFT projects, which is something that we do plan on doing uh, at some point. Um, it just depends if that partnership with... Um, uh, I don't want to say their name, but if our partnership mm -hmm. uh, plays out, then yeah, yeah, we would have that data. For sure, I'm glad to hear that. Me, all right, breakfast. Are are you back? Uh, you were disconnecting back there. Hello. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think uh, his connection just went out. Uh, all right. Yes. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. So oh, we we have the same thing with uh, our partnership, right? Hyper. Uh, I think we we uh, integrate with a lot of marketplaces and also a lot of tools like Gems, XY2, looks rare. But you know, for the stolen NFTs or like uh, the uh, fake uh, collection type of thing, uh, so far, uh, only OpenSea are taking actions, right? And and also, I think Luxray also did flag some uh, stolen NFTs, but uh, I think we got an incident where where uh, our user was using Jam to uh, sweep within the Trust Sniper uh, Trust Sniper app. We have a 
uh, a partnership with Chan where you can use the Chan API to sweep the NFT, but uh, they accidentally sweep uh, two uh, scam listing NFTs, right? So we, we kind of like asked Jam team uh, to reflect those things, right? Is that correct? Uh, actually, no. Um, so basically, Jam has their own way, you know, to flag those, you know, suspicious NFTs and uh, and and you know, scam and, and scam listing has nothing to do with with it. But uh, when I talk to the FASA, which is you know, chain founder, he said that uh, OpenSea hasn't you know developed the way to know which you know NFTs are suspicious, so they have to do it in their own way, and. Right now, we trace neighbor, uh, trace neighbor. We are, you know, trying to find a way to, you know, to find which NFTs are suspicious. Because I believe that James, uh, I mean, Luxray and OpenSeas are going to ban those NFTs, you know, from trading on their platform as well. So yeah, we gotta figure, yep, we gotta figure figure out a way to stop people from buying those NFTs. I see, I see. I got it the other way around, sorry, right? So Jam developed a, a way to, to spot out those scam listing, right? Not OpenSea or Luxray, right? On OpenSea or Luxray, they just ban it after a lot of users reported. Is that correct? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. So not right now, there's no uh, surefire way to, to you know, flag those type of NFTs. So yeah, uh, guys, uh, Wallet Gordon Rekvers, you know, NFT Sentry, there's your opportunity <laughs> if you want to explore more ways to deal with these type of NFT scams, right? So I, I would like to move on. And, and any input there? Um, uh, so the thing is, I, I'm also building a couple of other tools uh, related to, you know, trades and going back and looking at OpenSea history, for example, right, and then trying to reconstruct uh, the live listings using events data. And um, it's reduced a lot since Feb, since the push, but there are still, you know, listings that we encounter, uh, which should be showing up on the front end, but are not. And invariably, those are those listings that are, you know, suspicious in nature that you know can potentially be bought by api on the back end uh, what i'm hearing though is with the move to seaport uh, we are potentially in a better position but i'm sure you know whenever we move to new technology we'll find other things that go wrong and other great things that people tend to you know uh, take advantage of so yeah we need to just stay alert stay updated um, and then uh, Whenever in doubt, I, one thing that I do is, especially if it's something that I don't understand, I just move it out to another wallet of mine because it's not entirely clear if OpenSea is always able to honor the approve for all when the listing is not there, things like that, right? So, yep. Yes, yeah, so for, uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, please, please speak, mate. You you yeah. lost a lot of connection back there. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I just had a, a problem with the internet there. I don't know where I got disconnected, but uh, the summarize in terms of like uh, being connected from these NFT scans. Uh, so the approach that we're taking like mm -hmm. new rug pulls as fast as possible, and then add them to a black. 
yeah, co- your connection are breaking up again, mate. Okay, looks like um, we, we to, have to... to to be protected from these new upcoming scams. And how do how we uh, how we want to do this is to um, is to have the the voting platform that we we are just launching very soon. And in this voting platform, we're inviting community rug pulls for a vote and once the vote gets accepted uh, those accounts are added to a blacklist so this way um, this way uh, we want to we want to identify the new scammers that are popping up every day as fast as possible and inform people uh, to be protect uh, to be protected from them okay thank you there uh the connection was broken up uh, in the middle of your speech, but uh, I think we got the important parts there, right? Thank you, mate. So uh, the last topic today uh, I would like to uh, talk about is cross-chain and public chain security. So uh, I would pose a question for you guys is, uh, what are the challenges in cross-chain security and decentralization within the NFT space or right now? Um. When you say cross chain, like, do you just mean like different blockchains and like their security challenges, or are you saying? Uh, yeah, because I see like a lot of collections are launching on multiple chains, right? Within the NFT space, I think we have uh, schools, so uh, Portal, you know. Yeah. So understanding your question now, I think the best approach is education. Um, because I feel like a lot of people aren't just educated enough on the topics and like what to expect. There's a lot of newcomers to the space that have no idea what to expect. So really just educating your community. Cause even if your discord gets hacked and someone sends out a fake malicious link, if your community is educated enough to say, Hey, this is a fake link and everybody just starts jumping on it and saying fake link, don't mint, don't mint. There's the r- amount of people that are going to get compromised are significantly reduced. Yes, I agree because uh, you know, uh, a different type of scam happens on different uh chains, right? Like Solana chains, uh, NFT collections has been garnering a lot of uh, you know, attention recently. And within the Solana chains NFT space, they they have a lot of different type of scam, uh, from the Ethereum chains uh, NFT collections. For for example, per se, and people just jump in blindly and uh, without knowing how to protect themselves. Yeah, so yeah, I agree that education is key, right? So uh, for also decentralization uh, within the NFT space, do you think like we are doing a good job? And also, uh, what are the challenges for uh, the NFT space right now? Uh, as you guys know, we are in the bear market. So I think it's the best uh, time to build, you know, to code. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I think you guys have a lot to plan up, and um, I, I myself believe in the future of the NFT space. So uh, we at Trash Sniper, we also building every day. You know, we even hiring more uh, developers, uh, both front end, back end. You know, solidity. Yeah. So I would love to hear uh, of your projects plan for the future within this. Uh, you know, hard times. Yeah, I would just say it's heads down building, right? I mean, this, like, I just went to Consensus and, you know, being around so many different builders in the space, like, just inspired me, right? Um, just to keep building. 
because everybody like that builds during a bear market is definitely going to be rewarded during a bull market. So if you are building a project, like just keep spending time and do it right. Um, it's a little bit more calm right now. The market's more settled down, just dipping. So just focus on building, build your product and build an audience. And the realistically, like the people that stick around through this bear market are going to be the people that are more influential throughout the bull market. So, um, yeah, building your audience correctly at the moment is probably the best thing you can do. Yeah, uh, plus on to that, and uh, the way we're kind of looking at it is um, while you know there are this security protection um, during a bear market, it might not get as much attention as it deserves. Um, so we kind of spread out across multiple tools that we're building. Uh, we've got a tool for helping you know. Uh, projects with their raffles, ensuring that, you know, we debought those uh, multiple submissions and things like that. Um, so, yeah, our, our focus really is to keep building, uh, not look at the charts and, you know, feel depressed, uh, but just keep building. And it, it's a, not only is it a great distraction, but it is, uh, it ends up giving us a lot of positive energy um, in, in a time like this. Hey, uh, Trey Sniper, I do have to get going. It was nice meeting everybody. have to hop to another yes, meeting. For sure, uh, for sure. We are also ending the space as well. I think it's, it's uh, almost one hour, right? We will be taking some audience questions. So, yeah, it's okay. Uh, you guys can go. Uh, love you. And uh, thank you for taking your time joining the space. Uh, we will be, I think we can do uh, like five minutes uh, questions uh, from the audience for uh question for records or end of the century or what wallet court first i guess uh, if they're i think they're disconnecting already <laughs> so yeah check them out remember check out wallet guard records and also nft century they are doing great things within the nft space uh, i can spare five minutes taking audience questions so if anyone wants to ask them anything you can request to speak and i will uh, get you live on stage Okay, so uh, I think we can spare again. I can spare some minutes if you guys have any questions for anyone listening right now within the space. All right, looks like uh, nobody had uh, nobody got any questions for uh, maybe for trust library, even right? We are taking questions also. All right. Uh, looks like uh, we're good for now. Okay, so I would like to sum up a few things uh, that we talk about, like uh, methods for beginners and within the space. It's like don't connect your wallet just to any app, a verification. I don't click on any link share on Discord. Avoid sharing too much personal information with others. Right, that's basics. Verify that people you're talking to are online or who they claim to be. This is what I tell my uh, uh, collab team all the time, right? Like Hyper, like, uh, you know, uh, Joker uh, or Viper, if you guys are familiar with the Trust Sniper team, I always tell them to verify who they're talking to within Discord, you know, send up a DM through the Twitter main page to verify 
the uh, person that they're talking to for collab managers, right? And, you know, uh, use different credentials for different sites. Those are quite some of the basics. And also we cover uh, most of some more advanced steps, right? Some more advanced methods within the space, right? So if you guys are just hopping, uh, you guys can listen to the recording uh, later on, right? So thank you, uh, G-Man. Thank you, Refers team, for joining us today. All right, we, we would love to explore some more uh, collaboration and uh, Twitter space in the future as well. Thank you, for guys, for taking your time joining us here. All right, if you you guys have some more tips for the audience, you know, basics one, like you said, like call Discord account, or you know using your uh, extension, using your NFT century bot, or using Refers extension, right? Yeah, I think I'm yeah, go ahead, sorry. Uh, sure, no, no. All I was going to say was I think uh, you summed it up well. I think the only thing that I keep reiterating is, you know, not to let your guard down, especially if you're either in a state of FOMO or if you're meeting somebody new and you're kind of falling, uh, that, that you're kind of feeling a lot more secure with. So just keep your guard up. Uh, that's the one thing that I would kind of reiterate. Yeah, what I would recommend is very similar. Nobody's going to gift you anything. Nobody's going to give you something that is worth $1,000. And nobody's going to come out of nowhere to offer you something amazing. So always be aware of this. And also with the fact that uh, people are making this for a living. Yes. So again, thank you guys uh, for joining us and thank you uh, everybody who are listening as well. All right, we will be ending the space right now and you can listen to the recording later on, all right? Okay, thank you, Jimmy. Thank you, Breakfast Team. Uh, thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day. Have a great day.